Hi, and welcome to another Kirky Free Sermons podcast. We hope that our sermons help you further your understanding of the Word of God and guide you into your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether you're tuning in on podcast or radio, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump into this week's message. Well, this week I get the privilege of celebrating my only grandson's one-year birthday. So this is kind of fun to have these kids around for me and uh, because I only have one grandson to spoil or one grandchild, so that's that's great. But but as we get into our lesson today, really it is a follow-up to the Aragopolis. We're with Paul and Silas on their journey uh, and as they connect with people and how we can be encouraged in that uh, same idea of of uh, being uh, following Jesus, ready, set, move, uh, and, and go forward. So we're going to get ready, set, move, and we're going to go to Galatians chapter 16, starting with verse 11 through verse 24. Did I say, what did I say? Did I say Acts? Galatians. Okay, I'm, I'm going to end with Galatians. Um, that's where I got Galatians. I'm sorry. Acts chapter 16, verse 11. You know, somebody could correct me, say, there is no 16 in Galatians. <laughs> That's what, remember I said, I can't make mistakes with Scripture, but the Scripture still stands. There's only so many chapters. Ah, okay, Let's start again, Ralph, settle down. Okay, just, I'm a good... <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> All right, Acts chapter 16, verse 11. Therefore, putting out to sea from Troas, we ran straight a course to Samothrace and on the day following to Nicopolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony, and we stayed in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we were supposed to be there as a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had assembled. And a certain woman named Lydia from the city of uh, Tyria, uh, a seller of purple fabric, a worship of God, was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon them. And it happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a certain slave girl, having a spirit of deviation, met us, who was bringing her masters much profit by her fortune-telling. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, These men are bond servants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. And she continued doing this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her at that very moment. And when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragging them to the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews, and are proclaiming customs which is not lawful for us to accept or to observe being Romans." 
The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrate tore their robes off of them, proceeding to order them to be beaten with rods. And when they had conflicted many, inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And having received such commands, they threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Father, this is your word. You've given it to us to inform us, to teach us, to come alive. And we pray that your spirit would do just that, these moments we have. In Jesus' name, amen. The call of God. The Great Commission from Matthew to go and make disciples, followers of Jesus in all nations and all people, including Kirkhoven. How we do that is the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and sometimes it's through vacation Bible school, sometimes it's through uh, morning worship, sometimes it may be through a podcast. But the Great Commission to get out the Word of God uh, to, to minister to all. Uh, to be ready, set, move. To be ready to give an account of the hope that lies within us, whether we're in Yellowstone or whether at the Twine Ball over in Darwin. That's a part. It was a part of the Vacation Bible School this week. So you know. But um, but really, when you, when you think about it, how will they hear? How will they hear unless we go? How will they hear unless we become the hands and feet of Jesus to share the good news? If we're not ready, set to move, how will they hear? So our, our team is on the road, and um, there is uh, there's, there's really no question. They've been led now to Macedonia. Uh, Paul had the vision. They've been trying to go a different direction, but Paul is opening the door. Actually, in a, in a sense, God is almost shoving them, you know, probably into a boat to go over to Macedonia. Um, sometimes, don't you wish we would have that? Here, here's something uh, as we praise a congregation. As we pray for the future... Let's start praying right now that there would be no question in the mind of the pastor that God has for you. That this is where God wants him to be. It's a good prayer. That the call of God will be upon him with no question in his mind that God is bringing him here for such a time as this. And this is where we find Paul and Silas for such a time as this. So he leads them as he leads us today. Uh, where will he lead us? What will you follow? Will I follow where God leads us? How about to the laundromat? Do you have a laundromat in town? Any more? Benson. Benson's the closest. Okay. You have a convenience store. Uh, you have the Ford garage. Uh, you have the restaurant. Uh, you have the post office. Uh, you have places in your town where people gather. And, um, and, and to a point, I say laundromat because it was a custom at that point, in my understanding, that when there was not a synagogue in these communities, the Jewish people would go down by the river, and there they would meet, and there they would maybe do their laundry, but maybe not on the Sabbath for the Jews, but that became a place where they would meet and they would pray. They would gather. And um, so... As God brings us to those places, it could be good, and it maybe could be hard as to when he leads us there. But to bring us to a place to pray, to have a house of prayer like the synagogue, 
But when it's not available, are we still willing to do that? Uh, are we still willing to, to perhaps meet at the laundromat and pray? And then we're going to see that God gives opportunity for Paul and Silas to connect with people. A place to get together. And that's where we find the team. That's where we find Lydia. Where do you go to pray and worship? Are we doing well? Now we come here on Sundays as a place of prayer and worship, and that's awesome. But you know that we live in the summertime and all of us are guilty of coming and going. And where do we go? Do we go? Now the podcast, no offense to you guys, the podcast is not to replace the gathering of the body of Christ in worship and prayer. If it is, then I think these guys, they're nodding up there, they're agreeing with me. Then you're listening for the, if you're listening to that so that you don't have to have prayer and fellowship with the body of Christ, then we're, well, then we're caught in, what's it, Hebrews 10. Let's read, there's about three or four verses there, but the one you know is coming. You know it's coming. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. But Hebrews 10, we're gonna, I'm going to pick it up at verse 23. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day of the Lord drawing near. Let us not forsake the coming together. And that's where we find Paul and Silas. It was important. They were away and they knew they could meet people. They could pray with people. And so they went. Yes, it's my soapbox. But the people of the Jewish faith and Christian faith, we, we should be ready to, to, to gather a, a, a corporately. We need each other. We need each other. And I think, I think we're getting sloppy. And when I say, I'm guilty. We're getting sloppy. We go to family reunions and God is put on the back burner. We have birthday parties and we, we skip church. I think it's time that all of us, including me, that we make the statement, I am a, a follower of God, and I believe in prayer, and I believe in coming together, and I believe that we need to gather together on the remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I'll get off my soapbox. And we can argue all kinds of situations, that I can be a better witness to my family this way or that way. And, um, but I just want us to consider... What is behind our habits of worship and prayer? Are we being moved by God? Let us not forsake. So Paul and the team, they sit down and they speak. Was it Joel? I think I'm Joel here. Uh, Gird yourself with sackcloth. Lament, O priests. Uh, wail, O ministers of the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, O minister of God. For the grain offering are, are withheld from the house. Consecrate a fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly where you come together 
and prayer. Leaders, let's think about having what, what Scripture talks about, a, a, a couple of solemn assemblies of just prayer and worship for, for our future, for where God would have us to go and, and in, in ministry as we, 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 we move forward. It, it, it's, it's a great place to do it. If you've ever been a part of a solemn assembly, you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but, but for us to, to consider what Joel was talking there, let us not forsake those things. Anyway, back to the text. They connect with people with ears to hear, are ready to hear. Are we ready to hear? And there's one there by the name of Lydia. A prominent woman appears to be a business lady. She has a foundation of God, and she is listening, as we should be listening as we gather in a house of prayer and worship, to put the distractions away. Pray that God will purge your mind so that you can focus on Him. She has a foundation of God, and so she listens. And as she listens, as God gives her ears to hear, the Lord opens her heart. Opens her heart. Will you open your heart as you worship, as you pray? Are you listening? Am I listening as she did? Are we open to God and His his Holy Spirit. Uh, numbers of places in, in Scripture. I'm going to go to Psalms, Psalms 95. Um, Psalms 95, verses 6, 7, and 8. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Hebrews 3, same thing. Do not harden your heart. Let's, let's read the word of the Lord, and, and so you don't have to take it from me, but read it from the Lord. Uh, therefore, uh, 3, 7, therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, not Pastor Ralph, not anybody, but the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as when they provoked the Lord as the day of the trial in the wilderness. Today, we have this privilege to gather in a, in, in, at a place for prayer and worship as Paul and Silas and Lydia and others. Are we listening? Do not provoke God in hardening your heart and in, 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 in not focusing on what he has, to provoke a judgment, to, 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 you know, to, to, be, to create a heartache between you and God. Won't you listen? You know how frustrated parents get when their children don't listen to them? Or grandparents? I thought I taught you better. It's, it's, it's frustrating. But you know, to know the right thing to do and not to do it, it is sin. We gather to pray and worship, to open our hearts to listen, and not to harden them. Not to get distracted. 
I think if we, we, you know, today don't harden your heart. I think there's a, um, I guess one of the things that's very important to me is to know that I am blessed by God. And the blessings of God are a part of my life day after day and time after time. Blessings I don't deserve. And a place I do not want to be is not under the umbrella of God's blessing. Do you want to be out of the umbrella of God's blessing? It's not a good place to be. There's heartache. There's loneliness. There's emptiness. There's conflict outside of the umbrella of God's blessing. And that's by saying no to what He has for you and I even today. It's not a good place to be. To grieve the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11 uh, talks, uh, chapter 11, starting uh, with verse uh, 28. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks and, e- uh, and eats a judgment upon himself, he does not judge the bodily rightly. For this reason, there are many among you who are sick and a number sleep. Grieving God. Grieving without an open heart for what he has for us. Well, Lydia's heart opened. Uh, excuse me. She, uh, she opened her heart. And um, she believes. And she's set apart in a baptism. Her and her household. It's a generational thing. When? Now. Today she opens up. Today she's set apart. She, she be, is a child of God. She, she takes on a, a public identity. She says, I will follow Jesus. Ready, set, move. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to open my home. I'm going to live for him. New purpose in life. There's hope. There's peace. There's answers to the question, who will save us? Who will be and when is our Messiah coming? And then the distractions. And then the distractions. A girl of deviation, basically mystical fortune-telling, powerful, um, she, she comes alongside of the ministry. Probably sitting in the background on the river there. Who, I, I don't know, but as Paul and Silas continue now, the door has opened, and, and, and it would appear in the habits that as Paul and Silas, they're busy every day. People, inquiry minds want to know, who is this Jesus you're talking about? What's this all about? What does it mean to be a, a follower of Jesus? And, and as they're out sharing this thing, she can't help herself from, pro, from proclaiming the truth of who they were and, um, and, and what their message was. Um, <clears throat> Within her, there's something that's in her that just makes her uh, very talkative and almost, and well, annoying to Paul. And some of you maybe have been in services that way. I've been in a few services where, um, where, 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 where people are mumbling and, and talking. And, and um, you know, I, I careful as I say this because there's, there's a balance in there. But to me, it was a tremendous distraction with, with people who are not even hearing what's going on. They're just kind of doing their own thing over in a corner. And, um, it's, uh, and, and that's maybe kind of what's happening here. I, I wasn't there. I can only read in between the lines. Um, but it was a distraction. Um, it was controlling the wrong focus. 
And Paul finally, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, puts the enemy in its place. By the power of the Holy Spirit, not by his authority, he puts the enemy in place. By the power and the blood of Jesus Christ, he puts this evil spirit, casts it out of her, come out of her, come out of her, he cuts it off, just like we're encouraged in Scripture, that if there are things that are discouraging you, distracting you, keeping you from living a good life, to cut it out. Jesus talks about that. To remove it. Don't expect to go on and build in your life and your relationship while that's still in amongst you. Tough love. And so he puts the enemy in his place. It wasn't his power. Even though sometimes we kind of think, well, maybe I'm doing okay, maybe I'm strong enough to do this now. But we need to purge it. And is lifted out in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the masters, I wrote in here like maybe the pimps, not quite that strong a word, but some of you know what that word means, of this girl who were controlling her, who were you know, in a way, have putting her into situations where she could be telling fortunes and, and getting into the spiritism, uh, however it was. Um, but now they were out of their income um, that they had been getting from this. And they're up in arms. They're up in arms. Uh, they arouse uh, the, the community for their cause, their evil cause, for their darkness. Not a whole lot different than it is today. There's a lot of the world of darkness, the sinfulness of man, that is controlling, arousing, destroying, conflicting against the goodness of Jesus Christ, of the church. And it's not going to get any better. As Paul and Silas were eventually thrown, it's coming our way. I'm not trying to be gloom and doom, but as you look and you see, because the darkness does not like what the light is doing. Listen, this shouldn't surprise us. This shouldn't surprise us. This world does and will side with the darkness and will promote what it often seeks, and that's its own will, its own interests, what is right in their eyes and their minds and not in the foundation of Scripture. And they may even win for a season, as they did here. They got rid of Paul and Silas, threw him in prison. They beat him. They, they, um, they put him in the shackles, and they silenced them. And I say that Paul and Silas were hurting. We want to pray today for one another as God brings us into situations 
to the Argopolis where we're moving with Jesus, where he's bringing us into the situation, whether we're in the town square, down by the river, in the laundromat, where when we speak the truth, that even though they may be against us and even though they may try to hurt us, even though they may hurt us, they may fine us, they may sue us, they may put us in prison, they may call us all kinds of names, they may uh, pick on your family and your children and your grandchildren, that's really going to hurt. But that we will be able to stand. We can stand in Jesus Christ. Are we ready? Set? Move? For Jesus to lead us to a place of prayer? To a place of worship? To a place place of testimony of who Jesus is? Father, thank you. that you call us here today. Forgive me when I'm sloppy in my prayer and my worship. Forgive me when I devalue its importance and I forsake my assembly for my joy, for my peace. Remembering the Sabbath day, Father, is our commitment remembering our call to worship our majestic Lord and Savior is work. Father, move us to be a church in Christ. In his name we pray, amen. This message was brought to you by the Kirkoven Evangelical Free Church of Kirkoven, Minnesota. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at kirkefree at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-K-E-free at gmail.com. <laughs>